story. Podcast. We review the first episode of the TV shows. Today I have two guests. You want to introduce yourself? My name is Lindsay. I'm Angela. Two Angela, white guests. the first white guest. The first white guest. <laughs> first and only white guest. <laughs> it, was, it was like rigorous vetting. I had to make sure they were the cool whites. We are the cool whites. Okay, we get that a lot. Um, <laughs> Angela has a her own podcast. I do. Uh, talk about it a little bit oh okay um it's called hot thoughts where my co-host and i review um music that comes out every friday so that's cool and Lindsay's yeah. just a this, is my, this is my first podcast i don't do podcasts. she's a friend from college yeah, yeah. who likes um, tv so it's I do like TV. hot <laughs> thoughts like like thoughties no it was gonna be like that but i felt like it was problematic so, mm. so it's just hot thoughts because it's uh, the name of a spoon song spoon okay. is an indie band yeah, so. yeah. could this be yeah. highly <laughs> I, I mean, we hot did. Pilot, hot we did. Uh, did you guys watch Pose? No. We did. We're like the pilot bitches that day. Oh, okay. But uh, I felt some kind of way about being like pilot boys because it's like very obviously gendering the mm. podcast. Mm. But yeah, that's not okay. It was just okay. like <laughs> pilot boys with a Z. You could see literally. So you just changed it up. Because literally, when time. it started, it was me and my friend who were two boys. Boys. Who were two boys? Yeah. <laughs> now we are men. <laughs> Alright, so today we're doing Camping, the new HBO show adapted by Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor, Connor, whatever her name is. <laughs> and it's adapted from a Julia Davis show, who's like a British comedian writer. Do you guys have like HBO Go? I do. Did you see the trailer to the show before that? Yeah, which is a British show. So that's... Does, I think that's the same person. Oh, okay. Interesting. It that's why I was like, oh, okay. That looks weird, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it looks like kind of like... British humor. Which, I mean, before we even jump into it, I felt like this show had a lot of elements of like British, like dry kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually start off with like first impressions. Like, what did you think of the first episode? Listen, <laughs> I... I'm very easy to please. I like everything. You do? <laughs> I usually do. I'm not very picky. I just like stuff. But I, I didn't, I don't know. You didn't really? I wasn't like, I want to watch the second one. Yeah, I think the way it ended didn't want me, like it didn't make me want to keep watching. Mm-hmm. It was weird. So like, I was really excited about this show in the beginning because I really wanted Jennifer Garner to have like a really good HBO actress role, like a la like Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> I felt like Jennifer Garner... Like Nicole Kidman? Yeah, like I wanted her to step away because I feel like what she's been given movie-wise sucks and I feel like personal life, I feel like she's very much like Ben Affleck's wife now or like ex-wife and just she doesn't have her career the way I think she should have it. Mm -hmm. So I was excited when I heard camping be announced because I'm like, oh, that will get her that, you know, role. And then I watched it and I felt very underwhelmed, which made me sad. I think so too. For me, I think what worked for me was the, like, the way the characters were created. And I think Lena Dunham and, like, that crew, like, Jenny Connor, they work well with, like, neurotic white people. Mm. See, and, and I like, think... Like, putting them in, like, awkward situations. And I don't like that. And I think that's why... So, like, sh- Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor also did Girls. Mm. 
Which I loved. And I, like... I didn't like Girls. I didn't like... I didn't like all of it. I watched the first three seasons, like, and I was in. And then I fell out the fourth, and then Mm -hmm. I watched the last. And I just... Was Was it because of, like, who she was as a person? I didn't like who she was... Specifically, what she was making Marnie into, like, being... I just didn't like... I guess I didn't like when she turns characters to be, like, making them inseparable. Which I feel like is what's happening in this show. Is where everyone's inseparable. yeah, yeah. I feel like it's also part of what she does well. Right, right. She makes, like, really shitty characters. But then I get... I don't know. I just... Like, not, not shitty as in, like, they're made poorly, but, like... Right. They're unlikable they're just people. Not, yeah, they're unlikable people. And I guess... I don't know. I just didn't want... I don't know. I just wasn't captivated by I it. I get it. By those kinds of characters. I guess as a white person that gets annoyed by other white people that are like that... Mm-hmm. I get, I don't know, I just, I couldn't deal. Okay. Yeah, so, I guess we should get into, like, a quick little recap. So, the first episode's about uh, Catherine and Walt go, and they get, like, a group on to camp. Which I thought was a funny... Yeah, Yeah, I feel like that's part of... That kind of wit is kind of what, when Lena Lena Dunham and, like, Jenny Connor, Mm -hmm. they do it well. Yeah. They do that, like, sharp, kind of, like... Modern and I also feel well. like that's very relatable. Like, who's traveling without a group on right yeah. these days? <laughs> so, so they're going there to like celebrate his birthday and some kind of like she's like a part of a group kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then things just kind of go awry, and one of the people, one of the the couples that was supposed to go, end up being separated. And the dude, the dude ends up showing up with his new girlfriend. And then it who just kind of ends. Yeah, nobody knows. And it just kind of ends with uh, things not going according to Jennifer Gardner's character, Catherine's plan. Right. I felt like this pilot in particular, like, it just introduced the characters. Like, yeah. there really wasn't a plot. It just was a bunch of setups. Yeah. So I guess that would be the one way to keep watching is like, okay, what happens? But I think this this pilot was just getting to know the characters and how awful they are. I almost feel like they gave us too much of each character already. Like, I know exactly who a lot of them are mm-hmm. because they've been so strong already by the first episode. Like, there's not much else to know. Right. For me, it felt like they put us in, like, episode three. It didn't feel like yeah. episode one. It felt mm-hmm. like this was in the midst of, like, a plot that it They're, like, forcing up. us yeah. to love or hate these people. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it felt like it was already, there was some story behind it where, like, hey, like, we need to go camping. They didn't feel like it was much of a reason for them to go camping. Like, it, I know that's, like, the name of the show, but... Right. There was not, it didn't really have, like, a purpose. Right, unless it just, like, she just, like, name-dropped her husband in the beginning. Like, oh, it's his birthday. Yeah. But, like... I don't know. I just kind of felt like we jumped way too into it. Like, we didn't see them, like, you know, leaving to go on the road to go to the campsite. Like, they were just, it was just there. Yeah. And I also just didn't really like how we met her character, um, Catherine. Like, she has the binder of plans. Like, she's just, like, you already know, like, who she is she's, like, in the really first, like, scene. Yeah, the way that she's talking to these people. Um, when she checks in. Well, the very first scene is her taking pictures. Oh, of right. Yeah. To like, construct that like narrative that she's built for her Instagram. Right. <laughs> like, again, she mentions her Instagram following like while she's checking in. Which like, is, you just, like, which is again, know. part of that wit where she's just like, yeah, I have like 11,000 followers. Maybe you've heard of me. Right. And she tries to act like she's not being snobby about it. 
I also laughed that she inserted her chronic illness into it. I thought that was a very Lena Dunham thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, well, that goes back to that neuroticism. Like, she's always... In some ways, I don't know if this, this uh, comparison is is a good comparison, but she reminds me of, like, the modern Woody Allen. I knew you were going to say like, that, and I was like, into, don't do it. Because I don't... I'm not... I, I, I'm, I was never into Woody Allen. Like, I, I was... What, my journey through films was, like... Mexican film directors and then I started to like slowly go into like the more white ones I, I guess you could say mm-hmm. but yeah she always feels like she is centered around this like illness or mental illness or like this neuroses that she has mm-hmm. do you think in this show she's poking fun at chronic pain no well because she's a sufferer of her of in her with herself like she has chronic illness and it seems Lena like Dunham. so that's why I thought it was like you would bring this into like no, I don't think show. I don't think she's like. Because I mean, if, they're like, making she, do I think it she's seem like it? because she has chronic pain, she's such a terrible person and she's mean, and that's what I thought too. Like I was when I was watching this, mm. I was like, I feel like she's poking fun at people like this, but she doesn't realize she's like this. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, is she creating a character that is obnoxious? And we know she's going to be obnoxious, and that's how we view Lena Dunham. Like, what's I don't... A, what's an adaptation? Of so what? this character... Oh, I know. But, like, I, I just felt like it was very her. Yeah. Because her being, it definitely her does being a dick that. is trying to make it funny. Right. But she's a dick because she has chronic pain. So are we poking fun at people who have chronic pain and they're dicks? Or are we... Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's funny because, like... So we all agree she's unlikable. Yeah. Every, so I character. think every character except for Walt is kind of unlikable. Yeah. Which is David Tennant. Yes. So what about Nina? Yeah, no, she's fine. I think they're the only two that are like... Nina's I, the I feel like the, yeah. the weird... The conversation between Nina and Catherine was the only one that I was like, ooh, I want to know more. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, I'm so sorry for what I did to you. Oh, yeah, like what? I was like, what did, what what did, did she, she do? Do Yeah. I don't know. Like when we... I just... I don't know. When you see that they're already so unlikable, again, it's just kind of like... I, I, there's people like this in real life. Yes, is what my takeaway was, and like, it's especially hard to in like LA, someone it, you have so many views. And like. especially like if I'm already living through that. <laughs> like, <laughs> so okay, so to go back to the first scene, like she has the binder, she is super organized. She's the one that planned this trip and like will not let you forget it. Mm-hmm. And to me, okay, like in this, so after that a little bit, you start to find out. People are changing her plans. So, like, the, her sister comes with her husband, but then she's like, surprise, my stepdaughter's also here. Yeah. And then Catherine has a bad reaction because you just threw off her plans. Mm-hmm. Is it really a big deal? No. But she, Catherine is, like, so centered on her plans. And then later she finds that the couple that she invited isn't going to show up. And, like, she just, like, finds all these mistakes. And it's, like, as much as she is unlikable, that it, like, some of that is kind of relatable. Yeah. Like, when people cancel on you and, like, wonder how are they going to pay my their half or, like little bits and pieces i did find that like some of those feelings are valid you yeah, know i felt i felt like a lot of that is part of like lena dunham style this is one of the themes i guess we can start jumping into that mm-hmm. but lena dunham style is again like those neurotic characters and she usually puts them in like these awkward situations mm-hmm. like the guy who had, she had just found out had broken up and miguel she like puts them in this, the awkward situation that he brings someone that nobody knows mm-hmm. and then he gets shot with a BB <laughs> and then like awkwardly like stitch him up. Mm-hmm. That's where most of the humor kind of lies. Mm-hmm. And then also like 
this like narcissistic and controlling character dealing with the fact that people kind of like Jandis, which is the person that Miguel brings. Mm -hmm. They like her more because she's kind of a free spirit, Mm -hmm. whereas she's more controlling and she's also starting to realize that like no one really likes her because she's so controlling. Yeah. She like slowly comes to the realization that part of the reason why nobody likes her is because she's the way she is. Right. And you like already know that that's going to be taught, like going to be not like a solved, but it's going to definitely be a storyline as the show goes of just how she's going to realize, Oh, I'm a shitty person. And maybe if I don't follow the rules so much, people will like me. Like you can, I guess that's why when it ended, I was like, I already know where this is going. It wasn't very thrilling. But I do feel like Lena Dunham is obsessed with like narcissistic care. oh absolutely and there's nothing wrong with that i mean like seinfeld is the biggest show ever and that's all it is but seinfeld doesn't hold anything sacred seinfeld is like it's parody it's a complete and utter satire well yeah but you all hate like they're terrible people but you're also like they have like i would be the same way or you know like it's 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 putting a light on things that we ugly things that we do mm-hmm. and i feel like I feel like we all could relate to Catherine a little bit, even though we hate her. (laughs) You know, like, I think there's moments where you're like, yeah, I would feel that way. We've all felt someone get more love and you feel like, God, why don't they like me that much? Like, we all feel those things. Mm -hmm. And it's sad to think those things because, you know, that's an an unlikable trait. Yeah. You know. But to bring it back to to Seinfeld, Seinfeld has always positioned itself as like the anti-sitcom. Like, it's it's about nothing. Yeah. But I think the successor obviously is like, it's always sunny. That holds absolutely nothing sacred, and you're not you're not watching it because you like the characters because they're terrible people, obviously. But you're watching it more because it's funny. Whereas this one, it's kind of like a dramedy, and since Lena Dunham is obsessed with these like narcissistic characters, you are kind of meant to identify with Jennifer Garner because she's the main character, but she ends up being like one of the worst parts of it. It was, mm-hmm. it was the same thing with girls. Like, I hated Lena, or Hannah. Mm-hmm. She was, like, one of the worst characters. Her and Marnie were one of the worst characters. Yeah. The ones that you end up liking most are, like, Marnie or even, the like, Adam and Ray. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the most interesting characters because they were, like, empathetic and they weren't just, like, self-absorbed. I mean, they, obviously they had their moments, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of growth with them. There's, like, a very strong connection, I think, between Marnie and this uh, character, Catherine. And just jumping on what you said, like, when I watched Girls, I related very much to Marnie, even though I hated her. But I think what redeemed herself is that, like, when she did have her strong moments and she was able to overcome any just ridiculous moments that she was dealt, it makes you, like, want to keep watching. It's why I jumped in at the end of the last season because of what she goes through, Marnie goes through in the last season. So I feel like with this, I could see Catherine's character doing something where you want to root for her, but I feel like it's going to take a while. Yeah, I felt like I never really truly rooted for Hannah and girls. No, I never did. Like, it wasn't until the very, like, the second to last season where she, she like, has to read a poem where she's basically, like, I thought that should have been the season, the series ending. Because she's, like, finally okay with herself. Because I think with Lena Dunham and Woody... Is it Woody Allen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say Hoodie Unfortunately, Allen. yeah. Um, they're always obsessed with how they're not enough. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're always, like, want to show that they're 
struggling internally and they always include some kind of ailment whether they're like sickly or you know like neurotic mm-hmm. and i feel like it's the same thing like if i f- i think that the reason why she's so interested in these characters is because it's taking it's no longer about young women in new york it's kind of like the stay-at-home mom who is like on etsy mm-hmm. or pinterest and has built like a small following and now she has like a god complex yes i feel like she loved this idea of camping because it literally just makes everything 20 times off- more awkward you're yeah you're stuck mm-hmm. in a a place She's like, let's make these people the most awkward that they possibly can. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So transitioning into the conversation about whiteness, did you guys like notice it at all, Absolutely. or was that just like the very beginning, just like the Groupon, the the Groupon mention, <laughs> the binder, of Latinos all the plans. love Groupon though. Who? Latinos? Oh, they do. They really? Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just think of it. Well, I think everyone everyone loves to save money. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's really. In today's economy, like we love a group on. Um, but she comes off as, like you said, the can I speak to your manager, mom? Absolutely. Yeah. And just like already didn't like how the people who run the camp, like the way that they were talking just so nonchalantly and like not taking her reservation seriously, <laughs> where it's like it doesn't need to be taken seriously. It's a campsite. Yeah. But she came in prepared, like. You could tell she like talked about like what she was gonna say before she said it. Like yeah, she repeated it like twice. Yeah, like you could tell it was rehearsed, and like just the binder in her hand of all the plans, and even so later on in the episode, so like they get there and that night she can't go to sleep because she's busy finalizing plans for the next day. Yeah, and so you already know like this woman is the type of person that has their itinerary down to like the minute, Mm -hmm. and so that you know the next day shows up and breakfast is now you know going over time and seven minutes seven yeah you you have seven minutes to eat your breakfast and throw it and clean up and you know she's like stressed and then they have a plan just to go bird watching juliette lewis's character wants to go in the water Mm -hmm. and so she starts like flipping out and i feel like that's such a white person thing like if you come for someone's itinerary that's like planned to the t and you screw it up by just having the urge to do something else she like shit goes nuts and i just feel like that's such a white thing yeah. right <laughs> i think for me just like very obviously like camping in general is that's I mean, true it, it's it a comes, white, yeah it, i mean i went camping as a kid but i hate camping camping like the history of camping is like related to kind of like leisurely activities starting yeah. to grow after like world war Two or even before that sometimes but it's like a very kind of like white thing or like a very american thing not even just to say white Mm -hmm. it's like you you go out into the woods and like kind of disconnect and i think now in this day and age it's interesting that like she is so like her power is on like social media and like these sorts of sites Mm -hmm. but she's still trying to because she's found like some kind of of a following or she, she's she's gotten some kind of power from these sites mm-hmm. and she's still trying to flex that or like show that off in this area but like no one really cares about that yeah. no one really is like interested in what she has to say or like what she, what she's about and yeah. i think that was her biggest struggle where she's just like oh like can we take a picture so yeah. i can post it online yeah. and she's like no like we're here mm-hmm. de- like decompressing from the woes of, of the city which i think is also a stereotype of like millennial culture 
of just like wanting to make sure you get the shot, but ignoring what actual emotions are happening at that moment. Like you have just such a disregard. And like, I hate when people shit on millennials or anything, but I just feel like, I think that is slightly relatable. Again, going back to like, we know that's an unlikable quality yet. We all have some, like we've all been there at some point, whether we want to admit it or not. It's also very popular to like criticize. Yes. Social media and be like, Absolutely. Oh my God, like people who are on social media, they're so terrible. Right. And especially it's, it's so much more ironic when you do it on social media. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, that those are the things I noticed about like whiteness and like the stereotype of, of a white woman. Obviously, like we saw her kind of like in that, like, let me speak to your manager mode when she's mm-hmm. talking to the, the ladies who own the campsite. Yeah. Did you want to say anything, Lindsay? Um, I feel like there was one part that like rubbed me the wrong way. I feel like it was Lena Dunham's idea to do it was when <laughs> what's her name? Jandice. 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 <laughs> she takes off all her clothes and runs into the lake, whatever, but they set up Jennifer Garner's character to be like that would have offended her. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Lena Dunham was trying to like normalize the naked female body mm-hmm. so she's like don't make it a big deal yeah. but they didn't set up her character the right way to not make it a big deal so it didn't really connect right i was like why isn't she she's bothered because she's not wearing sunscreen not because she's naked i'm like yeah, i feel like I her agree. son was right there like realistically the character that she created would have been more offended mm, yeah. but she literally didn't even com- nobody commented on it that's yeah. true and she was, was like true. full frontal yeah like, you, full, you, saw like, you could see bush, bush and everything yeah so, I, you could just tell lena's like Make sure nobody says anything about her being naked because we need to normalize it. Right. Which is cool, but... She likes to do that, though. She likes to, like... She likes to throw in the naked body yeah. and, like, jar the audience. But also, but I think you're right. the script a little yeah. better. Yeah, I feel like it's... And I guess that's, like, the problem with wokeness in shows is that um, it's very much thrown in and not really thought out. It becomes a little out. too obvious. Right, like, mm-hmm. you're right. And you can kind of poke fun at it right. instead of actually learning from it. Wait, so you think that her doing that is kind of like her enacting wokeness? I think so. Like, I think yeah. that's How totally so? her saying, like, if we don't talk about it or don't mention it, then we just normalized nudity, which I get, like, and I totally agree with that. But at the same time, the way she wrote the character of Catherine, Catherine would have been upset by that. Yeah, especially if her 15-year-old son was right there. Right. So, or the, no, that's the daughter, or the stepdaughter. The son was was even younger, like, seven or eight. It's not like she even tried to block his view. Right. She's like, don't go in the lake. Right. And with someone who's very much, like, the way Catherine is, just very anal about it, a lot of things, like, that definitely would have affected her. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's okay. Like, if that's part of the story, if that's part of the character development, and, like, you know, then find a different way fine, to normalize it. But matter. like, we don't need to insert it just to insert it because you're worried about how, like, as a, a writer or director, like the way it's coming off. Because then yeah. it just doesn't make sense. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I think that that kind of segues into like the dichotomy of the two women. Definitely, yeah. and that's another. Mm-hmm. I also think that contributes to whiteness. I feel like in white culture, there's two kinds of women, mm-hmm. like one very free spirited and one not, and they're like type A and they're a certain type of way and I feel like the free spirit in like white white woman culture I feel like you can agree with this like the free well I feel like because we see a lot of these like people in our life I mean I see them too it's not like they're invisible to me no 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 but I mean like growing up with it like one woman who's very free spirited loves to just loves to be so free spirited and 
in, like spite the of, in spite of the person that's type A. Like, oh, you worry about that? I don't. I, you know, like, yeah. this is my life. I have all these cool jobs. Like, oh, you do a nine to five? Yeah. I sell healing. And like, you know, like, I they're just. I feel like it would have been nicer if they weren't so awesome. Yes. If they could, because it, it kind of loses something it, like you want them to connect in some way it's too stereotypical but so, yeah they're so opposite complete opposite side of the spectrum that's like even if you guys connected it wouldn't be real like right i don't yeah. feel like real life is like that yeah i don't feel like when she was like <laughs> what did she say one of my favorite parts where she was like i'm a cunt before i have my coffee oh <laughs> yeah yeah it's like and then jennifer garner's face i think i think one of the things that <laughs> like i like just going back to like the style and like the the wit is she's uh the free spirit girl uh, Jan- jandis jandis mm-hmm. i keep saying jandis jandis, jandis is a disease Juliet, i know, I know. juliette lewis baby. it's terrible <laughs> so juliette lewis is like yeah i'm a dj and i'm also kind of like a healer oh <laughs> and i also do notary right so like it's all those kind of like modern things and like yeah. modern like i'm an entrepreneur I yeah like of what I, 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 I was surprised she didn't start talking about like energy and like crystals right. and like healing oh that's, that's probably coming that's a very that's a very like millennial thing and i think that's one of the things that i like the humor of girls some of the my favorite parts were when they critiqued or parodied or satired millennial culture mm-hmm. like like Ray's struggle with the other coffee shop and like yeah. how specialty coffee is destroying like the modern New York cafe. That's really you though. <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna ignore that. And like they had like a bit about how at that coffee shop the person identified as like the pronouns were they. Yeah. And they're like, You offended they which obviously is the wrong way to use it. Yeah. But it's it's like at that point there wasn't much media that really wrestled mm-hmm. with that like that frustration with pronouns on the left mm-hmm. so it was like interesting to see and i think it shows that she still has like some like her 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 finger on the pulse of like millennial culture but this one it didn't feel as it didn't feel like it, it was placed well because these are kind of like older people i was just gonna say and these, it, she seems yeah. like someone who's a little too old to be into that yes kind of he's there so the birthday that they're celebrating as well, it's 45th. Yeah. So to like bring in, I guess that's one thing for Juliet Lewis, but Juliet Lewis is not that young either. Like compared, you know, like she's about the same age as the rest of the cast. Yeah. So for her to have all those job titles, it is kind of interesting. But again, white women do that kind of shit. So, yeah. but, um, but even so going back to like Catherine, I feel like, and again, it's very in like white woman culture when someone who is type A and likes to follow the rules and has a way of doing things sees someone like Jan. Is I swear it's Jan. It cannot be Jaundice. No, it's Jaundice. It's Jaundice. It's Jaundice. Yeah, it's Jaundice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm, know, I'm like, she's not. It just sick. rolls out. Okay. <laughs> well, like, like when you see Jaundice, like yeah, I'm gonna laugh every time I see it. Just say Jaundice. It's cool. Like <laughs> no, uh, like you're automatically threatened. Like that is someone who it's it's high school. It's yeah. oh, she's so much cooler. Everyone seems to like her, but yeah. she's not following the rules. And I do everything right. And how could you know? Like, yeah. well, the way we're introduced so... to her is she's like a sexual being, whereas yeah. like. Catherine is like completely she can't she, she can't, can't even and have she doesn't want to <laughs> right I think I think a little bit she leans into that her her ailment a little bit mm-hmm. where like she's like I, I don't feel right and also like I don't she, she's using that as a way to like she doesn't really want Cop to anymore out, like yeah. she, she she's more concerned with like planning things and making sure things go right so I think the the, the conversation we're having is like 
the power dynamics within mm. like white women and like these social hierarchies that are kind of going oh, on. Oh yeah, I, I feel like that was the one of the most real moments in the show was when she didn't blame not wanting to have sex on pain that happened something that happened to her two years yeah. ago because I mean it could have been but the way that she portrayed it it seemed real like yeah, yeah that was probably her only vulnerable like her hesitation was yeah like... I actually that was probably the only moment I did feel for her because yeah. I was like oh she's really saying no and again like when a woman's vulnerable like that mm-hmm. like it's worth paying attention to and trying to find out why even if the character is so unlikable yeah. and act and it like made me want to listen like why doesn't yeah. she want to and and it made sense and like you kind of like oh I guess you can't blame her for that but you, sh- you can also tell she's not she's sticking with that story and like won't budge yeah. you know and, he, and and Walt even said like I thought you were cleared like yeah. no 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 like I still feel this way and you're I think just it's like, also like the mindset of chronic pain like chronic yes. pain really messes with these people and it's the Woody Allen <laughs> syndrome can we not say his name <laughs> that predator's name I feel like they had to cast Jennifer Garner for this role because anyone else we would have just hated them all together right oh, like, guys, and that's another thing you guys like, didn't hate Jennifer Garner I did hate her but they I mean I hated Catherine but Jennifer Garner makes her she's likable yeah you know? like Jennifer Garner is known for likable characters and her like romantic comedies and the things that she has done hmm. So, like, when I think of her, I think of 13 going on 30. And, like, I feel like a lot of people who, like, like that movie see her as this, like, likable. Especially because she was paired with, like, Mark Ruffalo, who you Mm -hmm. wouldn't really think of as, like, a rom-com co-star. But, like, they, you just think likable things about her. So, when, I guess I was frustrated. I'm like, this isn't the role I imagined her to have. (laughs) Like, I wanted her to have, I wanted her to have something like Reese Witherspoon where it's really sharp Mm -hmm. and witty and powerful and you want to root for her and uh, Reese Witherspoon in Big Little Lies yeah. it's just very like that was a character who really didn't have much of a storyline in Big Little Lies but you were still rooting for her because she played her character so yeah. strongly and that's what I really wanted her to have and with just... this title you can't really go anywhere you know? and yeah, it's, no. a, it's interesting that you bring her up because their their character types are very similar like Reese Witherspoon is a stay-at-home mom also. Yes? But she has a sharp tongue. Yeah, I feel yeah. like Reese Witherspoon, like, stands her ground. And if something goes wrong, she'll go, like, fuck it. But, you know, like, don't, uh, hate to say I told you so kind of thing. But, like, she'll... Jennifer Garner's a sweetheart. Yeah, but what I'm yeah. saying is, like, the characters are, are similar. I mean, they're not written the same. And they mm-hmm. don't speak the same. And she's yeah, not same age. as, like, oh, but, controlling. Like, yes. But... You could tell like, that they character kind of, type. It's, yeah, it's like similar. they grew up in the same have, neighborhood. They might have interviewed for the same. <laughs> like it's, it's a good it's a good example to bring up as like which one works better. Like obviously Reese Witherspoon because of her performance and because of the way they wrote her. I yeah I would that argue character that type works better. I think it's the way that they wrote her because I mean Reese Witherspoon had the same upbringing as. Jennifer Garner, I mean, she didn't win an Academy Award, but Reese Witherspoon, like, had the yeah. the cutesy rom-com, mm-hmm. like, movies. She never really had a serious Are you talking role. about in her career, her acting career? Yeah, but I'm saying, like... I was like, talking about in, like, the characters are the same. No, like, their characters are the same, but I feel like the reason why Reese Witherspoon was able to win over people with that role is because I think there was a sharp wit there that Catherine's missing. Catherine's yeah. not standing her ground. Catherine's just, like... Yeah, no, I agree that it's it has to do with the writing of the character. Yeah, I don't really think it has to do with portrayal because I feel like Jennifer Garner is fully ca- capable of doing something like that. It's just yeah, she's never so. given the work. I'm surprised that she did this because Me too. I would never like for I would never met Reese Witherspoon would. I feel like hate this. She would turn it down, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with because if you look at it on paper, and it's the same way that I kind of felt when I saw it happening, like when you see who's starring in it, like I think Juliette Lewis is 
phenomenal. So I was glad to see that she's in it. David Tennant, like you see who's creating it. And it's the fact that it's on HBO, mm-hmm. like that's an audit, like for someone in her position she's like, where her score. career is kind of not like going anywhere, like yeah. that's a, that's a win. Like mm-hmm. to get that is a win. So even though I feel like she doesn't relate to that character at all, I feel like to her, this was a good career move. I think so too. And I also think that a lot of actors are just starting to make the move to television. Well, that's like golden Julia age. Roberts. Homecoming, it's so good. Did you watch it? I did. I watched We're it. We're going to do it soon. I did it. Uh, I was asked to review it like months ago, so I'd already watched the show. <laughs> Not to brag. Weird flex, I know, but. Right, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle, go ahead and edit that out. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a big uh, Mr. Robot fan. So Me too. I wanted to watch because of that. Angel's like number one. Mr. I am Robert. number one fan. This is like a side note. What did you think of the Rami Malik stuff? That just happened. Oh, okay. So, no, let me go. <clears throat> go ahead. I was like the number one Rami Malek fan. Before that, let's introduce it. So basically, we used to we used to do a segment where we used to talk about like what was happening at the moment okay. like in pop culture. But I'll introduce it. So basically, he's been doing a lot of press for Bohemian Rhapsody and this one black lady, uh, yes. girl, girl, young woman. girl. She like went up to him. She's like, she was already recording. She's like, hey, can you say hi to my friends? And he was like, no, but we could take a picture, though. And then he noticed it was like a cat. It was a video. So then he like, I guess, switched it. I don't think he it. noticed. He, no, he did. He, he reached did. over. You can see like his hand and the, yeah. and the girl said it. Like he reached over and like swiped to change it to photo. And on then like, oh. Stan Twitter. Which canceled. I'm very much involved in. Canceled him, I guess. Well, no, but that was a lot of things. Like that was just kind of like the cherry on top. Like I don't think they canceled him. I think he's just becoming an easy target right now. Mm-hmm. Because one, he worked with Brian Singer, which is like a no-no. And, like, a lot of people are saying, well, he fought to get him fired, but Rami accepted that role when Brian Singer was still director. So it's mm-hmm. like... And then um, he's also been saying kind of some interesting things about Freddie Mercury's uh, sexuality in his um, interviews, where, like, he won't admit that he was gay. And, like, he'll well, say, He was well, bi, right? Right, but he still won't even use a label. So, like, mm-hmm. they even asked him, like, uh, an, a gay publication actually asked him like how would you you know a lot of people think freddie is a gay icon and he like immediately cut them off and was like you know freddie didn't really like to use labels so like i don't want to use like he like the way he was just going about it just seemed very like he just didn't even want to say the word gay yeah like it just was really that could also be part of like the studio though because i know that they didn't want to focus too much but i feel like that's erasing a lot of yeah his but so is a lot of gay representation exactly so i just i don't know i didn't feel comfortable with the whole idea of bohemian rhapsody just because it's even when um sasha baron cohen was like supposed to play freddie mercury Mm -hmm. when he found out like a lot of that would be erased and more family friendly he left well it was they wanted to kill him off and then talk about queen's career after freddie mercury oh that's right like if you kill him off like that's not as interesting right i think brian may which is the guitarist of queen felt like he kind of wanted to have his moment in the movie too, but it's like not about him. But like, I don't know. So there's like a lot of things adding up. So when that happened, cause I follow like a lot of Rami Malek stands. This is really embarrassing because I'm such a really big fan of Mr. Robot and I like to see what people say about it. And I don't think they're like canceling him. They're just like, God, he's so awful at press. Like he really is. Even for Mr. Robot, like he was just truly terrible. So it's just one of those like, God, shake your head and like, let's just get it over with. Kind what, do you of think? Thing. what do you think, Lindsay? Do you think I... he was wrong for saying no? No, I don't think so. I don't but think so. I think he. I don't think he, he was... didn't have to be so rude. I don't think it. he should have reached out on her. I don't phone. think he was that rude, though. I don't think he was that rude. It was just like, I don't know. You don't really hear often celebrities saying no. So I. But they don't. 
They don't owe you that. Exactly. No, they, they don't owe you that. So and when you hear it, it it's like... it come out that the girl had done it to other celebrities. Which yeah. is like, it's her thing. Like, she... You, yeah. yeah. And I I completely respect that he didn't want to have a video. It's... I, I guess I, a lot of people can't understand, like, why does he... Why did he want to take a picture and not a video? Like, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know you that. You're right. I just don't like the fact that he went up on her phone and, like, yeah. swiped it over. Like, that's weird. No just walk away. <laughs> like, at that point, don't get, like, physical about it. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. I agree with that. Anyway, that weird segue. I don't even know how the fuck we got there. <laughs> uh, Mr. Robot, Homecoming, women characters, Julia Robert making, Roberts making yes. her way to so, TV. So, like, they're big actors and actresses, or just actors, making their way into TV and, like, trying to corner that market. But which I love. I think TV yeah, is super interesting right now, more I think so than movies. A lot of people have had a resurgence in their career because of that. Yeah. I mean, John Hamm didn't have a career until that. Until uh, he was 39 or Steve something. Buscemi, Steve Buscemi, Buscemi didn't really have like a real uncle. career until Is there a lot of like TV shows out right now of well, he this had a career. age group that oh, is camping like Good question. This is us. I know a million little things just came out. I Wait, know. in the same like, age group? Like, like, that's true. Like, a lot of good television right now, is it about this age group? Like, is this age group being like represented? 40, like, well, Togetherness, the Duplass brothers, yeah. they got canceled. Even though I love, I mean, I love The Haunting of Hill House. It's this age, I'm too. <laughs> We're going to review it, too. Um, no, that is a good question. I feel like... Maybe the success of This Is Us, This Is Us. Well, I feel like it's kind of about this. I think no. Mm-hmm. I think there have been divorce. Does it too? It's about like well, big age. little lies. Yeah. Big little lies. Divorce. Togetherness. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of shows about like middle age people. I mean, which Mad is Men. I think it's good though. Yeah, Mad Men too. Well, yeah. They're all middle aged essentially, except for well, Peggy. the women aren't, but the the men are. Yeah. But I I think it's good. I feel like it's a good market. Yeah. It's interesting. I think they probably thought in the beginning those shows wouldn't hit mm-hmm. because of their age, but I think they're finding a lot of people like to see divorce and fucked up relationships. Like, that happens at any age. Yeah. Do you think this reinforces an idea of whiteness? Like, this keeps this tradition of camping alive mm-hmm. in, like, the cultural consciousness? I don't know if it was intended to be that way. I think... I think anything that Lena Dunham touches kind That's of ends true, up That's true, yeah. But I also feel like the concept, like, in the very beginning, it's very, like, stressed that this was a Groupon. <laughs> like, this was a yeah. Groupon. And I feel like that's very common, I don't know about, like, with my circle of friends. Like, if you see something on Groupon that's interesting and you want to create a moment, you know it's going to look good on Instagram. I feel like that's mm-hmm. what she was also thinking. Like, yeah. there's all these, like, uh, different details that I feel like adds to that. Mm-hmm. Is that exclusive? I think... I think camping in itself is white white as hell because you're paying to just go outside on yeah. land that like yeah. someone else owns. Unfortunately, what it's was crazy. Le- Lena Dunham's um, excuse for not having a lot of people in people of color? Because she girls didn't know. Was because she didn't know how to yeah. do it. Yeah, Jenna Wortham, one of which the which isn't a good critics. excuse. Yeah, and it kind of I feel like even now you could still see it. Yeah. Well, she put. Donald Glover in response to that critique in the second which, season. Which was weird because it was like a hit it and quit it situation. Yeah. So it was like not a true character with development. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the same thing was happened with Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. And it's all these shows where it's just like... Friends. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think we're living in an age where there's so much great representation for people of color. For black I people. I was just going to say, yeah. For even Latinos are starting to get a little play. 
I don't think Asians just had a big moment. Yeah. Crazy rich. I, I mean, I don't want to speak for anyone of color, but I think a lot of people of color aren't looking at this show for True. that. No. I don't you know what so I mean? Either. And so Especially because like they... Random Acts of Flying is, is on HBO. Oh, and that's yeah. like super, super pro-black. And I feel like in that case, it's okay. I don't know if okay is like the right word, but like, oh, like it exists and it's fine, you mm-hmm. know, but it would it be nice to have a more um, inclusive group of friends. Yeah. Right. And I think that's going to maybe play as a storyline later on as you're going to see like, wow, look at what happens when everyone is like, you know same race same way of growing up it's all gonna play out i guess my question is do shows like this and shows about this kind of thing are they still important in this day and age i don't know Do they still have a place i don't know if this particular show it just it's for entertainment right i feel i don't think this particular show is gonna hit any anything like that i think think it's gonna get canceled for sure oh yeah for sure and they're gonna try to say yeah this was yeah not a good which sucks because like i was really rooting for her um but i think why big little like big little lies that there was not what zoe kravitz like was the only and she's technically like light-skinned if you want to go there of um person of color on that Mm -hmm. show but it hit and i think in that i don't know what i'm trying to say like but that show also was it wanted to be about white women right yeah. and i and that's what i, I guess i'm trying and it to engaged say. with it like directly right i feel like when it's about that then yes it has a place in it like see what happens in these rich white communities and this isn't it <laughs> right yeah this, this is not it chief, chief. chief yeah <laughs> i think those kinds of shows have a place but when it gets to haha i'm white and i'm poking fun at white people that rubs me the wrong way and i feel like that i didn't feel like stuck. the show was necessarily doing that though that's because you like her who? Delina Dunham. No, I just felt like <laughs> it wasn't concerned with talking about those things. I think. Well, I feel just... like those things weren't said, but they were Jennifer definitely Garner's shown. Jennifer Garner's character is very neurotic. Like just, just textually, yeah. though, like in the text of the show, they didn't engage with those questions. Like it was just, it just kind of felt like a dumb show about. Yeah, but I like, think they're obviously camping. trying to make Jennifer Garner very white. Yeah, definitely, and a lot of those problems that she's pointing out, like we're supposed to be watching the birds, and like yeah. you know, make sure you wear sunscreen. Like that's such a white woman thing yeah. that I think, like, I don't know, I I feel like she thinks she's doing something by like, oh look at because I'm poking fun of white people, and like, it's like yeah, I'm making I'm, this is funny, right? Like it's... we are all stupid, and it's like <laughs> yeah, there's a different way of getting that message across than like I don't know doing that. Yeah, I agree to an extent, <laughs> but I, I like do. Her. I, I mean, I think for me, it's like I enjoyed what she did with girls because I think she spoke. I don't think she represented a generation necessarily, but she spoke to some people. And, and she, to me, yeah. like it, it gave me an idea of like the woes of young white women. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah. Like as so, much as I hated, I hate that. It's true. Like I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like Marnie's so unlikable, but there's something there that like it's relatable. Yeah. Which yeah. this isn't. Yes, and for me, the reason I wanted to watch it is because because I enjoyed girls. I'll give her a chance yeah. on mm-hmm. what she does next. But I don't. What if girls is just like a blip? I mean, also she had a lot of people, and like Judd Apatow was involved with that. But yeah. even him yeah. is like he's he's been striking out a little bit lately. Has he? Yeah, he did uh, Love, which wasn't great. I oh, I love. loved Love. Yeah, we both liked Love. Really? Yeah. See, that one's way more. And problematic. it makes you feel like shit. But I like. I, I think, think that I, one's I, way more problematic. I get though. how it's problematic. I've had a friend explain this to me, and I see it. It's just like two awful white people 
Yeah. That shouldn't be together. It's like, not even that. It's just the, the fact they're in Echo Park, Silver Lake. That was yeah. like... Oh, okay. It was like... But not, that exists. Like, we it can't does, deny but like, those kinds of white people exist. They don't engage with that. It's just like, we're but, white people yeah. who hang out with Andy Dick And they sometimes. have a house, which was weird. I, I, I don't know. Like, I think with the reason why Girls was also so successful was because there was nothing on TV like that. At I feel that like... Time, yeah. uh, well, at the time, there was Yeah, no, that's what I mean. And Girls, I think, really opened up having like having an hbo show is important again like in the late 90s you had the sopranos you had sex in the city and like hbo was the it place to be with the tv show and then i'm a huge hbo fan so i don't think they've ever went on a style i don't think it went ever, but i can't what show was on in like 2005 2006 2007 that was just culturally like, or like what was their biggest hit then I the can't wire even... was on okay the yeah that's the true was the huge. wire curb your enthusiasm but i guess like they've never gone on a style and okay after, yes you're right but i'm hit, but like the way it is now we're like they have so many shows they have so many shows like that's what i'm saying like normally hbo is known to have like two or three strong hitters yeah. and i and it's always very male-centered and honestly like not relatable to people and i feel like when she created girls it was like wow like something that represents a generation that's coming up into adulthood yeah. right now about four women like that was not a thing until sex in the city but sex in the city were about middle-aged women so it's like I think that was a really exciting time in television, and I get the hype about it. Was it a great show? I don't think so. I just I've think heard it, was it didn't good. age all that well. I don't think it aged well at all, but I think at the moment it meant something. Like I get the hype of like especially the first season, how everyone was just like yeah. so excited, and I I can see that. I can yeah. respect that. Also, they had Entourage, which is big, but that's a male centered show. Yeah. Well, you, know you, I mean? you like, asked me for like, are you asking no, no, for big right, shows right. or cultural shows? No, no, you're right. Entourage was big, but at the same time, I don't. I guess speaking as a woman, that did not speak to me. Yeah. Like, well, none of those shows yes, spoke to me. I agree. I think that's... And so that's why I think Girls was such a big hit, because it was like, look, an HBO show about four young women, like, say no more, fam, I'm in. Like, yeah. at that point, there were many no, yeah, expectations. I, I definitely agree. And I think... And I, I've said this hot take before, but I think Girls led the way for something like Insecure. Oh, which absolutely. Is on now. And absolutely. I think there's a lot of elements of Insecure that exists that they've they've drawn from... Yeah. The stuff that girl has, girls has done. Because both shows are really about nothing. They're not about, like, they don't have, like... A, I think they're about something. toxic relationships and being insecure. Like, I But think it's about, shows... like, it's literally just about their lives. Right, Because it doesn't yeah. really have, like, it says insecure is the name because she's kind of, like, timid. But she's not really that insecure. Well, I think you have to be insecure she to go have, back like, to your ex. She doesn't have, crippling insecurity, though. What? It's not about, like, mental illness in that way. Oh, wait, it's kind of no. like a... Like, kind of like a light insecurity. Yeah. Um, And then from the first season to, like, the third season, she's, like, super hot now. Yeah. So she's not... But I think that HBO has these kind of blips where, like, they tried to hit with the show and then they just completely miss. And I think this is one of those shows where... Yeah. yeah. I was thinking Divorce would be like that, too, but it's still checking, so... I heard it's actually pretty good. I watched it. I mean, I watch it and I like it, but I can see, like, the problems in it. So I'm like, wow, I can't believe it's still going because yeah. it's not that great. Yeah, I think there's a way to wrestle with those ideas. It just has to be about something or it has to be, like, funny or something. I just think yeah. the show kind of fell flat a little bit. Definitely, yeah. All right, so we do this thing called Broken TVs, which is our ratings. It's just one through five. So on a scale of one to five. Mm. Give me what you – why are you giving it this rating and then give me your rating. So on a scale, one to five. Go you ahead. You go first. You can start, Lindsay. Um, I'm going to do a two. Uh-huh. Um, just because I think – 
they tried so hard to push the characters' personalities onto you in the first episode that there's nothing really left to figure out and I don't really care about it because <laughs> I feel like I know them already and I know what they'll say, I know what will happen. And yeah, I'll give it a two. Okay, I'm going to give it a two and a half. (laughs) The half is for, I could see myself going to the next episode, but I can also see myself not finishing the series, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like I can give it more than just write what I gave the pilot. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can go, but I can also see myself finding a reason to bow out. Mm -hmm. But um, I do think the idea of being stuck at a campsite is interesting because you know that's going to happen with these people that obviously don't get along. I feel like okay that's a point um and i think the cast is great like the actors in it are noted for being um they're in good things so yeah. but other than that they're all talented right and like i think as far as writing goes and where the plots go that's to be seen yeah and i also feel like one of the issues i had with it is that it felt like a british show so it had some of that like dry mm-hmm. kind of like mundane situations and to like translate that into like an american audience doesn't mix well it doesn't transfer as very well. like, few shows can succeed at that. yeah because like if you look at the american office and the british yeah. office yeah. the success of the british office is like this like dry kind of cringy humor mm-hmm. whereas the other one is Warm. it completely changes just in the way like language delivery and i felt like there was a little bit of that in the situations and like the environment and it didn't really transfer that well but i really like I thought the awkward situations were probably the best parts for me because it was like this woman who is like the master of her domain and like white domesticity (laughs) and then she sees this other like free spirit and she's like threatened Mm -hmm. and to me that's interesting because like as a person of color you can see these things like I'm super nosy so like when I'm at like at a a restaurant or something I'll just eavesdrop on people (laughs) and I've seen these kind of like passive aggressive like little hierarch cultural hierarchies going on yeah so it it was interesting to see and it was kind of entertaining but as a pilot i don't think it was super strong no it was just kind of generic but i don't think it was as bad as like it's being rated online i think that has a lot to do because people just fucking hate lena dunham Mm -hmm. yeah i don't like her as a person but i did like girls so this episode to me was just like a three yeah, it was like I, a very generic episode. I think you were right about a pilot. I was thinking about how they shopped this, and I was like, they really only got this because Lena's name is on it. Yeah, because I'm like, if success. this was a standalone pilot being shopped at different networks, and the, even the way it ended, what was yeah. the last line that she said? I can't remember. She's like, we're here for the birds or something like that. Yeah. That's how she, it she ended. She was just saying something about, like, it was in the binder or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yes. And I was like, that's how it's going to end. Like, that's literally, this is supposed to be the hook line sinker. Do you think Jennifer Garner would have taken this role if Lena Dunham wasn't on it? Yes, because it's on HBO. <laughs> like, I think mm, that was I definitely. I think so. What if, like, if, like, imagine if it was, like, doing? Diablo Cody or something. I think she would have done it. Yeah, because Diablo Cody is way more talented. Well, Yeah. But I think she would have done it regardless because, th- again, I think her career is kind of, like, stagnant. But, well, yeah. she just did that, that movie where she beats but up I a bunch of Mexicans. But I think it kind of flopped. I know you won't forget it. I just think as a pilot, it just was, like... You're not going to dress to be in a Mexican's part? No, no, no. Stop. <laughs> but I just feel like as a pilot, it was just... I, like, as a standalone, it should make you want to keep watching. And I feel like if all three of us are, it like... It was, like, a middle of the uh, season episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, I don't and know. And, like, as a, a pilot, pilot, it doesn't work. It doesn't set no. up the world or, no. like, the expectations yeah. for the season. Yeah. So, 
How long do you see the show going? Will it one get renewed? Season. Yeah, one season. <laughs> one season, unless they can somehow turn it around. Like, I know they're going to have really good guest stars. Again, all white, I think. Like, Busy Phillips, Nicole Richie, I think, is on uh, episode two. Who's Busy Phillips? Who's Busy Phillips? Basically. What I know Basically uh, Freaks and Geeks. Um, white Chicks. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know who she is. So, like, she's on it, but she's, like, becoming a big thing now. Like, she has her own she's, talk yeah, show. So, I feel like, really? yeah, on E. So, I feel like she's... I don't watch that. I feel like those kinds of things might draw people, but I only see this lasting a season. You know, what, one of the things series, I, right? I didn't talk about was uh, that Wet Hot American Summer, which is... Oh, yeah. This is... That would have been... That's a good representation of, Yeah, that's, of, that's like, true. Camping. Yeah. The idea of camping. It's, like, a good representation of, like, camping or, like, woodsy kind of shit. Yeah, like, But that people. one is, like, a complete... And, like... And utter satire. It holds nothing. Yeah. It's like absurd to like a point where like a can speaks. Right. <laughs> um, but that one was that great. Movie. I love that. I love. Uh, but there's a, a, a sense of humor in that. And I feel like that. I feel like the goal of this show is not going to be so much humor, but like how women see each other. Yeah. And uh, again, playing the power role. And it's just like, we get it. Don't pit women against women. Like, I just feel like that's such a beat, like a, a horse that's just been beat to death. Yeah. And I think also Wild American Summer, like, writes jokes, whereas this one, yeah. the humor comes from the situation. Oh, and it's very ensemble. And I feel like this tries to be ensemble, but not everyone's carrying yeah. the same weight. So It tries, most of the humor is drawn from the situation right. rather than, not like, writing a joke. Right. So I think, I don't know, I feel because HBO does this thing where even if it's critically panned, they'll still renew it if it does well. Divorce. But what would they do <laughs> camping the next year? Like, Yeah, what would the storyline be? I don't know, because I think... I think camping the original is a mini series because you know how like British people love doing like yeah one Which little mini series. I, I know you do, and you I actually like I I enjoy them. Like I, I, I think fuck with the mini series. I think Big Little Life shouldn't have been renewed. Yeah, that's fucking. Stupid. I think that was the See, dumbest I, choice. I okay, but it if doesn't I like make sense. I, know, but I just need more. If I like okay, you just asked what would they do if they're camping? What is Big Little Lies going to be about? Like his after bigger, murder? bigger, smaller, little, <laughs> See, like, I don't bigger, like littler lies. <laughs> like sharp objects. Like that should only be amazing. Yeah. Like it should not be fucking renewed. great. Well, they're show not. They're yeah, not it redoing is. That. No, and, and I'm glad. Yeah. Well, not yet. But if people on the internet are still running their mouths about it, they might. Yeah. And that's why, like, for this, I could respect this if this was a mini miniseries. That would make sense. Just end yeah. it, one yeah. and done. Hopefully I don't, and I don't see it getting renewed. But like, if it doesn't cool like i think that yeah. makes sense i'm okay with a one season thing. but i could see it going a little longer really? i could see it going two seasons at least yeah because hbo likes to do that yeah they so do. that's why i don't know I don't, I don't know how it's doing in terms of ratings but i could see it going a second season and being canceled after but yeah that's it cool. anything else you guys want to address no you want to plug I'm your good. podcast again yeah <laughs> all right and if you like music <laughs> and you like to see what's released every friday which um, I haven't been invited on. Okay. Well, no one's been on. So, because we don't, we're in very insecure. Um, Interesting. And, and you feel like it's very overwhelming to go through all the music that's released on Friday. We tell you what's hot and what's not. So, hot thoughts. Lindsay, <laughs> that was really good. You want to plug my podcast? Plug your, I don't know, your Instagram or something? Follow the LGB Airport. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get a gift card if I hit 5,000 followers. Do you really? <laughs> I could teach you how to grow. We'll talk about it off Social media marketing. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Give us a uh, five thing on. It's What is it? iTunes? Five say, star Instagram. rating. <laughs> all right. Peace. Bye. Bye. <laughs>